The following program is paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4. Every weekday, News Radio 1240 KQEN brings you local information at 4 o'clock. Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. I feel like it was the redundancy department of redundancy. That was like <laughs> news talk at four because it's four o'clock with news talk at four with news talk. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show, your favorite Tuesday all week. Uh, joining me in studio is Katie Shuck. And happy to be here because you know what? Tuesday is probably the ultimate weekday. All other weekdays are jealous of Tuesday. Why is that? I'm, well, I'm waiting for the explanation on this one. Hold I told on. Kar- I, I was I was saying Katie, David likes to tease yeah, me I with say, these really know, I'm going to talk thoughts. about Tuesday. Like, what are you going off? So here's the thing, right? People get cases of the Mondays, right? It's true. Monday, it's like, oh man, I missed the weekend. I got to shift back into gear. Tuesday, though, nobody's like, oh, you know, Tuesday, oh, the weekend. I got a case of the Tuesdays. They're like, nope, I got that out of my system. Now I'm just kind of hammering through the week and so Tuesday you're you're at your stride right True. Wednesday is kind of hit or miss because you're like yeah it's the middle of the week sure I'm in my stride but I'm already like you know halfway I'm I kind of getting like out of the, the weekend end of Wednesday people are like oh it's hump day yay like it's there's this weird kind of celebratory yes and then thing. Thursday you're already thinking can I get a three-day weekend or what uh and some if people not, actually have you're a three-day like, weekend hey so, yeah, if you're working four tens or whatever, you're going, hey, there comes the weekend, right? Right. Thursday's a new Friday. But, like, Tuesday never, unless there's a weird Monday holiday, which then, you know what? That's Wednesday stepping up being like, ah, oh, my turn, right? <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> Tuesday is like, look, I'm the sweet spot. I'm the productive time of the week. You've shaken off all the rust. We are full throttle. I'm like, get a car built on a Tuesday, right? It'll be the, it's the one you want coming well, off the drive, the, the assembly line. Every market marketing thing I've attended lately in the last few years have said if you're going to market you should market on Tuesday because that's when people are paying the most attention like Monday's horrible again from the weekend everybody's just too busy plus who wanna... parties on a Monday night you're like all right I got a decent night's sleep I can get to work it'll be fine right like yeah Tuesday kind of seems like the sweet spot Tuesday I, you know is the sweet spot well, day and listeners get us so it makes it even better well that's really the cherry on top is right? plus we all know this is your favorite day ending in why Every day is my favorite day. So, so we're delighted to be here. It's the True Wealth Show, and we are finding silver linings everywhere today. Katie and I have discussed this. Enough with the bad news. I feel like okay. I'm just getting, like, people don't want to listen to bad anymore. So I wanted I wanted to spread some love today, right? I wanted to share good news and just positivity. How about glasses half full? I'm going to tell you that. How about refill stations, I, right? Like, whether it's empty or full, go refill it. Like, just Go get more. Yep, I'm. So I like the half full, and the reason <laughs> is because the refill one. It, somebody got cute, you know. Invariably, that was somebody that's like, you know, at some kind of rah rah conference where it's like, no, you could refill it, right? And we got to get all woohoo. It's like a motivational speaker thing, and I'm I'm good. I'm, well, it's doses, right? I mean, motivational speaking is good for a dose, but how do you keep going? And 
the half full thing, that's like a permanent attitude. It is okay? an attitude. I agree. Yeah. So that's not a, oh, we, I'm, it'll be okay. No, it's, it's not that bad. Right. Let's get grounded in gratitude and let's talk about some of the things. And let's also reframe a few things. For example. Yes. You know, the economy has been shut down and that's a bummer, but it's also starting to open back up. Which is exciting. Okay, glass half full. So there have been plenty of things that have been what we call the pin action, the knock on effects. Right. And yet opportunities will emerge. Right. I've there seen a couple of businesses reinvent themselves during this time. People, you know, Necessity is the mother of invention. I have quoted that at least a dozen times in the last two months. Right. And the other one is, this is a fun term, creative destruction. What? That doesn't uh, sound good. It's a real thing. And it's, it's creative a very- destruction? Creative destruction. Sometimes new industries destroy old industries, but it creates whole new opportunity sets. Here's the really simple example, right? There's no horse and buggy manufacturers, right? I mean, there's they're like hand built by the Amish, but like there's no manufacturer. Like Ford's not making the horse and buggy anymore. True. Okay. You know which one I was thinking but of? They, I saw you know, cars. Tesla's trying to reinvent cars. Face masks. I am now seeing commercials on TV for face masks. Could they make one where it doesn't seem like you're breathing hot air all the time? Yeah, I know. Like a little mini fan in there to keep you cool. Because that's, <laughs> you know, I'm all about being safe, safe and that kind of stuff. Right. Because my take on this one, and I will just say, when folks are like, oh, you know, it's an infringement on your rights. And I go, well, how do you feel about pants? <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. Was it no, no, was it no, no pants? shoes, no shirt? I'm like, you better wear pants. I don't care where you're going. Like, we're, some people stretch that like, word. Even in Europe, they're all about pants. I'm just saying. <laughs> so there's a line, okay? And and we just kind of go. We've agreed. It's part of the social and like we. There's like there's one or two out that are like I don't even like pants. I'm like, I get it. But guess what? You still like, gotta wear them. Ninety nine point seven percent of the population disagrees with you. It's like you're it's not like five percent it's like hardly any percent so we wear pants right? right that's and we're good with it everybody's like let that go a long time ago so the face mask thing no i don't like breathing through them, I, right i, I like the safety either. part is fine because it's it's the safety part is like okay uh, what's the downside but by the way, I want to send a shout out, like, again, some positivity. God bless all of you guys that have to wear them to work because they're not easy to breathe in. And it has yeah. changed your work attire, regardless of where you work. If you're working for a place that is now requiring you to wear them where you didn't have to before. So I'm assuming kind of like, you know, non-medical facility. Is, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to do it as an employee and that you're following protocol, whether or not you like it. And I greatly appreciate it because what you're doing is you're allowing people to feel more comfortable around you, what, regardless of your belief. Right. So, I again, silver lining, thank you for being right. positive and supportive. And some of you have really cute, cool face yeah. masks, which is kind of fun to see, too. Here's the funny thing about Although face you can't masks. see if people are smiling. I, I know. That part's a bummer. And, you know, everybody's a bank robber now. Smile with your eyes. So <laughs> that, that was glass half empty, wasn't it? We're all going to rob banks. Ha ha. No, Here's the thing. glass half You full. can't get in. Ha ha ha. I was going to say, it's the only time. <laughs> Good you luck can... at the drive-thru or the ATM. <laughs> so It's the only time you can walk into a bank with a face mask on and not be considered a robber. <laughs> yeah, except you can't walk in the bank. That's the thing. 
Uh, it's you true. know, right it's now, it's true. by the way, lousy investment, facial recognition software. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so for all those passports and everything else that you weren't allowed to smile in, oh, well, you have exactly a mask covering like most of it Passport anyway. pictures right now. What is that? Oh, he's, they're all doctors. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we're just making light of a very heavy situation. We're trying to bring a little laughter to your afternoon today because the world is kind of heavy right now and I feel like laughter is needed. Well, the world is really bifurcated. That's for darn sure. It's what? what, what? Uh, bifurcated. bifurcated? Right? You've got... It, it, David's I, word of the day. Can you please right. explain to the listeners what bifurcated is? Split into two groups. You couldn't have just said the world is split into two groups. You had to use the word like bifurcated. Sorry. <laughs> I think he's. I think your your twelfth grade English teacher is like. I taught him that word. See, he used it today. <laughs> I have never heard of that word. Sorry. I obviously our need to listeners read more. are brilliant. They're all like, I know bifurcated. So sorry, I'm not brilliant. You need to dumb it down oh, for whatever, me then. <laughs> whatever. So the point is more about. The, I'm going to keep this positive. Doggone it. But one of the one of the challenges that we have is that people seem to gravitate toward camps because we kind of make it like an either or. So like you're either oh you wear a mask or you don't, and so a lot of it has become sort of a virtue signaling thing. Like right. oh I wear a mask because I care, and if you don't wear a mask you don't care, which is not true. Just so no. we're clear, uh, I I think of wearing a mask kind of like freedom of speech, right? You if you don't want to wear a mask. I don't know a ton of places that are like you. You must wear a mask, and somebody's out there going Costco. Say, like, I'm pretty sure actually, if you have a medical reason or something, that like Costco's going to try to work well, with you. Well, the funny thing is, so Costco's a great example, right? They said, "Well, we're going to require these. They're handing them out for free at the door. So right. if you don't have your own, guess what? You get a complimentary one." And by the way, I was in Costco the other day. We had our masks on, and there were a couple people walking around without them. And it's because at some point they're going to be like, no, I can't breathe. They're taking them off. I mean, I don't see anybody getting kicked out of Costco because it's, they're not wearing it. The, the, the point is more about you have the right to walk down the street, more or less saying really mean, awful things to people. And provided that you're not hurting them or crossing certain lines, which are really hard to cross, candidly. You know, we, we have like. FCC rules. We say certain things on the radio. It's like, oh, big fines and trouble. So we don't, you know, you're not going to hear us drop in profanity and that sort of thing. Right. But the reality is that if you're out in public and you're dropping F-bombs, you kind of have the right to do that. Uh, but people I, also have the right to look at you funny. <laughs> well, you know, I'll give you an example. We took the family on a hike a little while ago, went up to a nice lake, and there was some people, and I'm sure they were perfectly friendly, but, you know, I've got a four-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 12-year-old with me, and they are just swearing like crazy on the other side of the lake and it's carrying over the water my kids can hear it and you know what do I explain as a parent it's just well you know they just have potty mouth right and you know what I have to say but it's their right to do it it just makes them jerks so right it's and so that's the thing is like you still have the right if you don't want to wear the mask I'm not saying it makes you a jerk just be clear I'm just saying that's kind of where we're at I don't mind wearing the mask not because I'm virtue signaling but because I'm like Okay, look, if it just helps kind of get past this thing, it's a point of friction I don't need. There are other points of friction, and Katie knows this. Like, I, I get all uppity about wh where, where I perceive injustice or things that are unfair. So there are lots of things about the way this has been handled and the economic shutdown that bothers the bejesus out of me.
But we're not going to talk about those today because we're going to keep it positive. That's not the point today. The point is that most of these things are pretty inconsequential. If you're turning it into a big thing, I'm like, it's pants, right? You know, <laughs> let's kind of move on for a little while. If it escalates <laughs> to like, well, now it's the Second Amendment, I'm like, okay, that's a different story. But we're talking about pants. I'm waiting for Zoom to be like, <clears throat> so it's required to wear pants on a Zoom meeting because there's been so many people that have gotten caught in their underwear. <laughs> They mean virtually, you now have to start making sure you have pants I, on. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> showed up at a board meeting, and I was in shorts and flip-flops. And they're like, wow, is it casual? And I'm like, yeah, it's also sunny. Because everybody knows that May is just, you know, it's a, it's a, just a summer tease, right? And so it like, is. oh, look, we, have, we got a tease day. And I'm like, I'm ready for this thing. And then, nope, psych, never mind. Right? So, it's like 85 and then 45. I mean, you know, it's like. It's like the weather saw the cops and went, slow down. <laughs> Just slow your roll a little. <laughs> well, I've got a million stories about the, I, I, I've had, I've been water skiing on Memorial Day. And I've also been freezing on Memorial Day when you've I'm trying to go you've camping. You've been snow skiing on Memorial Day. Really? Have you ever been snow skiing on Memorial Day? I don't think so. But There has been snow on Memorial Day, though. Oh, yeah. No, there's, we might get snow this Memorial Day, the way Talk things are shaping Talk about bipolar. Oof. All right. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So, like South Polar? Oh, that's not even funny. Okay. Just it not was, even laughing at right, that one. All right, swing and a miss. On that one, we take <laughs> our first break. So, we'll do that when we come back. More silver linings in the economy, in the world. Everybody give a hug. It'll be okay. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. You got True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show where we walk because it's safer. I don't know. I run in this building all the time. I'm like a five year old. Ah! It's actually (laughs) not an (laughs) accurate. Whatever it takes, right? (laughs) I like doing things with enthusiastic excitement. It's true. Uh, But. I will also say that you're not going to sneak up on anybody doing it. No, I am like a rhino. Like, you know Your I'm word's coming. not mine, but I you, know, nobody hey. misses Katie coming. Like, she <laughs> announces her presence in advance. Well, at least when I show up. But I don't know about advance. But yeah, it's it's you're right. I'm not I, way in advance, but you know you're you're know you're on your way. Not not the hide, not the hide some and stairs seek. up to the office, and we're like, whoop! There's Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no joke. I know. It's by the way. I love even making fun of myself because it's so true, right? Like you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Oh, yeah. I realize I have volume control issues, which cracks me up because my children have volume control issues and it drives me nuts. But I realize like God has a sense of humor and gave me children just like me. So it's me learning to deal with my own issues as well. Oh yeah. Oh God bless. But um, yeah, it, it's funny. You're true. I I don't sneak up on anybody. Mm-mm. No. No. I've got a fun one for you. Go for it. How do you catch an unusual rabbit? Oh, I heard this one. What is it? Unique up on them. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Where did that one come from? How how do you catch a domesticated rabbit? How? The tame way. Oh. (laughs) So, I'm like, I've heard... 
So are Thank you. Getting- you. I'll, be, I'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> so Geneva's sending out joke of the day. Did you get it from that? No, I did it, not. They did that joke. It must be going viral right now because they did that exact joke well, on the joke of the day. That one's been around for years. Oh, my gosh. So it, I think it's great. What do you call a light bulb that asks too many questions? What? 100 watts. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> These are dad jokes, by the way. Yeah. Total <laughs> dad jokes. That is hilarious. All right. Dad jokes. All right. And now for the moment on the show where we do important reminders. The first one is this podcast and all of these quality dad jokes are available <laughs> tomorrow on our webpage at littlejohnfs.com. And it's possible soon you should go and check out the website soon because when we change it, then you'll be able to see the changes. Otherwise, it'll just always seem like that. You'll be like, oh, that's lovely. But when we upgrade it, you could go from like, whoa, to, oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, it's like, oh, web page. But remember, half full, better. We we are always looking for um, – there's always room for improvement. And I think even in our business, um, you know – one of the things that I, I adore about you, David, is that you're always like, how could we do it better? Right. And it's not that you're ever unsatisfied with it, but it's like, you know, if we're, if we're striving to give the best experience always, then there always has to be a little bit of change or renewal. Like, how can we do it better? Is there something better that we can be doing or can, we can be offering? So it's, it enables growth in a positive manner. Right. Like, I don't feel stifled at the office. I don't feel like I can't contribute something without positive creativity. So I appreciate the fact that's a positive environment. And by the way, so this is a funny little shout out even to David. But uh, today was my first official day back in the office since COVID started, like right. first full day. And David, all he does is he walks out of his office and he goes, I'm so excited everybody's here today. I think that's all you said. And then like you walked away to another meeting. But it, even just hearing that totally made me giggle at my desk. Like, I'm so excited the whole office is here. Like having that kind of enthusiasm spreads. It sets such a good tone for the rest of the day, just knowing that your boss is that, that excited to have you back. And so I would tell you, as employers, let your employees know that you're happy to have them back. Like that feeling gratitude, feeling appreciated if they haven't been there, if, if you know, we were an essential business, so we could have all been there the whole entire time. But due to some personal reasons, some of us weren't. And um, and it was just nice to kind of have that creativity. And I will tell you, too, um, I've come across some very positive people working with the city lately. Um, there's a couple projects. No, this one's all right. You got to get this shout out of the way. Katie came into the show. She's like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Gotta. So. We got to do this, right? I'm gonna, you gotta, I'm gonna you got like this out. is a props and kudos moment, right? This is a props and kudos moment. So I'm going to give uh, two shout outs: one to Teresa at Roseburg Water, and the other one to Darren at Roseburg Public Works, um, because a they complimented one another, they handed off really easily, they their customer service was excellent, they were very polite, and I mean, I it was such a great experience to work with our local infrastructure in such a positive manner. And I don't feel like they necessarily have that reputation, but they're amazing people. Well, I am one, I'm a person that believes that you do business with people, right? And if, if there was a black eye that government gets, it's because people have a bad people experience. Right. Or they or they have an experience where it's it seems unnavigable and so it's frustrating or expensive, right? But uh, when you have a great experience with people, it's amazing how far it goes. Right. right? And I, like I mean, there's things I know for me I'm always learning. 
right? And so I feel like sometimes I call and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to ask you a question, but I don't even know if I'm asking the right question. You may have to help me here. Um, and and I, it's just nice when somebody's willing to give that extra mile of customer service and really listen to what you're trying to say. And um, yeah, I've had a very positive phone interactions um, with our local Roseburg community. And so I really greatly appreciate you guys. So thank you for that. Yeah, there you go. And maybe we should spend more time doing that. Good shout outs for uh, places that are appreciated, right? Right. So anyhow, talking about uh, what uh, things that are glass half full. And I'm going to talk a little bit because it's a true wealth show. So we're going to talk a little bit about your wealth today. Let's do that. We're going to talk a little bit about recognizing where opportunities are beginning to materialize. I have to do the disclaimer here that the rest of the program, and actually all of the program, it's not personal advice. That's not the way this works, right? If you have a personal circumstance, we always encourage you to uh, Reach seek out. Some, yeah, seek somebody that's qualified. Uh, and you can see us after class, right? They, they, You have a phone number. For, are we, are we have a phone number that you know that you're going to stay on the radio. <laughs> 541-375-0898. Yeah, so you can call our office. You can email us. You can send right. us a message on Facebook. Right. Or you may turn to your trusted professional. Okay, and and there are nah, lots. Turn to us. We're fun. That's fine. We're, we are fun. <laughs> but but I would say go where you need to. That you, somebody that you like and trust that's going to give you the the service level that you need. Uh, so glass half full concepts. I want us to think about the way that we have invested historically and some of the things that are changing. Uh, I am going to nerd out a little bit here. But I want to describe something. I'm going to talk about a term that I don't think has really been coined financially. Uh, it's one that I was blogging about to uh, I, I share with a, a group of other financial professionals. Okay. Right. And it's what I termed a financial eclipse. Ooh, that sounds kind of dark and mysterious. It sounds Explain. mysterious, but it's not dark and mysterious financial eclipse a financial eclipse and what i'm talking about primarily is the s&p 500 okay which is the 500 okay. largest stocks 500 largest stocks okay but here's the crazy thing about it the top 10 stocks of the s&p 500 now account for approximately 25 percent of the index value Ooh, that's a lot of waiting it's a lot of waiting and so when i use the term financial eclipse what i mean is those 10 stocks are so big that they kind of block out all the other stocks. Oh, it's kind of okay. Yeah, that so you don't sense. see some of the it's activity casting a shadow as well. on everybody else so yes. you, they don't really get to shine the way they should. Well, not even about shining. In this case, it's like they actually hide them. You know, an eclipse is a masking, if you will. So True. when the moon passes between the earth and the sun, it the moon eclipses the sun. You see the moon but not the sun. Right. Right. Uh, it's actually, you know, it's happened a couple years ago, and uh, I happened to see the full eclipse. It was fantastic. I, know. Uh, yeah, I now I see like why people chase them around the world. It was, it was kind of a moving experience. It's hard to explain, but in the stock world, we don't get the same moving experience. But I think we need to be aware of no, we don't. what is moving in the markets. Okay. And uh, I, I read some other data that suggests that approximately fifty. More than 50, like 56% of the weighting of the S&P 500 now is in technology and healthcare. That's concerning a little bit. It's it's What's telling me is there's this huge concentration in a small group of stocks and in a, in a couple of sectors. 
Well, those right? are correlated too. I mean, you right? don't have to have tech in all of med or med in all the tech, but those definitely go hand in hand. Right. And I think that there's 11 primary sectors in the S&P 500. Uh, if I if I yeah, recall. but if those two dominate over half, that's the point. I mean, come right? on, how much weighting is the rest of them getting? Like five for ten percent, like tiny little yes. bits. So the the point here is to keep the perspective of when something when the data is eclipsing everything. Most investors don't just own the S and P five hundred, right? Because they would be indexers. Well, actually, indexing is very, very common. If you have a lot of 401k plans and a lot of a lot of investments are, in fact, indexes or what we would call phantom indexes. Ah. Okay, that's a fancy term, but a phantom index is something that says it's not an index. But it is. But it walks, talks, and acts an awful lot like an index. Right. You know, when you're going, well, 92% of what you do is an index, so you're 8% not index. Yeah. But you're 92% it's index. It's like buying almost the whole entire store. Kind of. Okay. So for many investors, they have a more diversified strategy than that. That includes stocks that are not just in the S&P 500. They might be in the small space, like smaller than the S&P 500, or medium-sized companies. They might be in non-United States-based companies. They might be in non-traditional assets like real estate. Okay, where are you right? going with this? They might be in bonds or stocks. Where I'm going with this is that investors need to be aware of what their strategy is. Because I think the strategies are the things that need some work on right now. Sorry, there's always these really oddly timed things that happen. And right as you were talking about that and you paused, someone outside of the studio went, yay! And it's like, it cracks me up when it's like, has nothing to do with your conversation, but is so appropriately timed. And I know as a listener, you didn't hear it, but it was well, making but me wouldn't crack Wouldn't it up. be great if they did? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to share. Yeah, so when you think about it as an investor, we just pointed out that we're starting to see really heavy biases to certain areas of the market and they're kind of driving everything. Right. If you think about the aviation market and the energy markets, they're really beat up. The prices are way, way down. Some technology stocks are at all time highs. So like today, uh, as a Nvidia is a stock, they're a chip maker stock, and they do graphics processing and some other kind of cool stuff. Well, yeah, everybody for, just bought all the computers. I right. mean, they're trying to remake everything that they thought they had an in inventory. Well, they also do cool stuff, right? NVIDIA does, again, graphics processing is something that more and more we're seeing as we're getting into virtual reality. They're going to play a role. Uh, they potentially play a role in autonomous driving. They potentially play a role in artificial intelligence. They happen to be very good at processing uh, blockchain transactions, so things like Bitcoin. Huh, okay. interesting. And and blockchain transaction, heck, we could probably, I haven't done the research for it, we could probably do a whole show on blockchain. Well, we've talked about Bitcoin before in the past. Yeah, not, Bitcoin is just a, a representation of blockchain. Blockchain as a technology is fascinating because of some of the, uh, some of the things that it can be useful for in the future. Because it's a very difficult to corrupt blockchain, right? So you get a very good, chain of custody, if you will, of information. Hmm. So that's part of the value is that, you know, once you record the information, it's it's hard to corrupt it from there. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's very difficult because the processor power required would be unbelievable. 
you know, when, you, when you've got millions of processors working simultaneously, you'd need a processor to come in and essentially have more horsepower than all of the other ones combined so that it could pr- out-process them and publish a false signal on a, or, you know, false print on a blockchain. But again, did I mention we're in the weeds? You mentioned nerd out, yeah. Yeah. You kind of so, said that. And... So back to strategy. All right. The idea is if you're just sort of using a benchmark of the S&P 500, it may not be a great benchmark right now because it's heavily skewed. Correct. Heavily skewed. And if we're designing a strategy and it's very diversified, you may find yourself disappointed that you're not performing as well as the S&P 500. Interesting. Because you own all these other asset classes and they're not all moving at the same pace. But if the biggest asset classes happen to be moving at the fastest pace at the same time, it can make the index look like a rocket ship. And, and everything, it's not. And everything else looks like a jalopy, right? <laughs> <laughs> a jalopy. So, <laughs> so we need to kind of understand the, the dynamic of how we're measuring. I think this is important. Because a lot of investors, if you get to where you're sort of chasing returns, that can be tempting, but it can be dangerous. Okay, So the other thing is, if we know that that's where the strategy is, how should we approach adjusting our investment strategy? Very good question, David. Right, And what we'll do is, since they make us take breaks, we'll take one. Right, And then I'll tell you strategy adaptation and points to consider right after these important messages. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shug. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. <laughs> Dog house. <laughs> yeah. So, how am I digging my way? No, I'm just kidding. It's- okay, good luck with that. But hey, silver lining. You know. I get sushi for dinner? Sure. Let's run with that. Okay. <laughs> There's always a silver lining. I, really? I, it's like foil that the sushi comes in? Yeah, silver lining. See? There okay. you go. We're glad we're on the same page. Okay, good talk. Oh my goodness, too funny. So, here we are. Where did we leave off? We were talking about how are you going to measure the approach strategy. adjusting our investment strategy? Yeah. How are you going to approach ad- adjusting your investment strategy? Yes. Okay, so And what are we supposed to be looking at? Well, I I'm going to talk for a moment about. This was a, I had a great question. It was asked to me by another uh, a colleague, right? So another advisor in our firm, and we were uh, having an investment committee meeting this morning. And he said to me, David, and he has this great radio voice that I can't simulate, right? Oh, I know, right? He's uh, that belly, that heavy Santa Claus belly oh, laugh. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's good. We're going to get him on the program one of these days. Uh, but anyway, like, so David, tell me, are you somebody that's more, when you invest, is it wind in your face or wind at your back? Ooh. And he was going somewhere with this. And then he well, said, he's a, he's a sailboat guy. Well, and then he said, well, let's talk. If I was using a sailboat, are you going to go upstream, downstream, or are you looking for the change in tide? And I said, for me, I'm a change in tide guy. Okay. Explain. All right. So it's a metaphor, obviously. Duh. But here's kind of the what he was going for is when you've got the wind at your back, 
that's investing into momentum. Are you going to jump on to investments that have a lot of current momentum, hoping that they continue to go further? Right. So if technology and healthcare are the big movers right now in the S&P 500, we just talked about this in the last segment. Should you go pile into those sectors? So, yeah, medical and technology. Again, okay. Which is a valid this, question. Right. And, and so, again, not offering advice here. We're just no. talking this through. Right. Okay. And great question. So, you know, th- there's merit to that. There's some research that indicates that oftentimes things that are moving continue to move and, until they don't, obviously. But what's to say that there's not further to go? Right. Especially in a period that's called a breakout where right now some of these stocks have reclaimed their previous highs. So they're now a little bit higher. And does that mean investors get excited and push them much higher? Mm. Because now they're sort of on the radar as, no, they're winning again. Time to hop on the bandwagon. Right. Versus. And by the time it becomes kind of mainstream, it's like the. Well, it, you know, the markets are fickle. Lemmings can run a long time. <laughs> Okay. Lemmings. Okay. Yes. So, so, but then. Just don't be the dodo bird. Don't jump off the cliff. But here's, you know, wind in your face. Are you looking for investment opportunities that maybe have a struggle right now, but they're the next. And when I say, well, tide change, maybe the wind's in your face right now, but the tide is changing. And all of a sudden the wind's going to be at your back and it's going to become an advantage. You know, not only will you get a change in the wind, but you'll get a change in the direction of the current and you'll be able to accelerate. Uh, these are, again, not recommendations, but let's just talk about an example over the last two days. Energy. Oil, oh. had, oil had a big rebound. Oil was up over 10% yesterday. So what is it worth a barrel now? Uh, not negative? Above, above $30. Nice. Because yeah, it was like negative for a minute? Well, the, the contract to take possession of oil futures was negative. Oh. Okay, oil didn't go to like valueless. But they had nowhere to store it. So they were like, please, somebody take this. It's due for delivery. It's got to go somewhere. And he was like, we got nowhere to put it. So they were paying people to take it because it needed to go somewhere. Right. But once demand picks up, that oil will have value. Right. Right. It wasn't, they just needed a place to store it. So if you think about the the metaphor is, well, uh, energy just changed. And so... If the price is stabilizing, and they did, they have some production cuts. We see the economy opening back up, so consumption is likely to increase. So if that stabilizes the energy market, then that stabilizes a lot of other areas of the economy, too, and puts people back to work, potentially. So there was a bunch of sort of knock-on effects there. But that is clearly not the same as buying things that were already doing well. In a sense, it's like trying to catch a falling knife. You're trying to pick something up that's at the very bottom and start to ride it back to recovery. Okay. Yeah, much trickier to do. Because well, I was trying to think like it's uh, quite. so like the the wind in your back, I would say would be something like Amazon. Like Amazon was already growing anyway, and then with this whole thing, I'm assuming and I haven't looked at it, but I'm assuming Amazon just grew even more because they got so busy. And maybe they didn't. I don't know. But I'm assuming it went up a little bit higher. Like, it, that was kind of like the wind in your back, right? Like, Amazon was already kind of growing, and yes, it's been growing over time, it. and it's, it's continuing to grow. It's momentum. Right. That's what we say. So does the momentum continue versus are you looking to purchase value or deep value, perhaps, or huh. no value or you know, whatever? But that's the idea is investing is about figuring out where is your opportunity set and trying to adapt to that. Interesting. Okay. So they're not mutually exclusive. 
No. You can actually do some of both as an investor. Right. And I will borrow from Jim Cramer. He's another television personality and analyst. And for all of his entertainment and shenanigans, I think he's got some valid points in there. He doesn't get everything right like none of us do. Okay. But he talks about the barbell portfolio. And he says, well, you get things that are going to work in an environment where we stay locked down. And then you get some stuff that's going to work in an environment where we open back up. And you kind of cover both bases. Ah, oh, there you go. And I think there's some pretty good truth to it. Now, the you reality Coke is, and Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, the reality is you're sort of hedging your bets, right? Or you know, you you buy uh, Zoom and Clorox and Amazon on on one side. Again, not advice. Uh, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, haha. We're just naming are, things. Those yeah. are the ones that are like, you know, continue to you know, COVID, 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 right? And then on the flip side, you could go out and buy auto manufacturers and airlines. Right. Or right? I was going to okay. say like cruise lines. Yeah. So you can buy the things that uh, should benefit when everything yeah. opens back up. The trick is, and I've, I've talked Expedia. a little bit about this, is the winners and losers. Okay. This is not a, a, a glass half empty statement. This is a glass half get real statement. Not everything's going to survive this event. No. It doesn't make it right, and I'm not making a claim one way or the other. I'm just saying the reality check of this is there will be damage, some of it irreparable. There will be businesses that are gone and don't come back. Whether they deserve to be gone or not, not we're making not, that call. We're not even, yeah, not even fighting that battle. Not, not making that call. What I'm saying is the result of this is that some businesses will fail. And so the economy will look different. Unemployment will look different. But we also just created a lot more money in the system. I say we, the Fed and uh, the, and Congress Is basically in your printed pocket? a bunch of money. Is it the royal we? Well, we, the taxpayer, get to pay for yeah. it. Uh, uh, yeah, we so, haven't even begun to figure out how that's all going to yeah, happen next year. That. Uh, you know, the the catastrophe just that we've kicked the can down the road for decades, but that can's getting bigger and bigger and that hill's getting steeper and steeper. One day that's going to be a 55-gallon drum rolling down the hill that we can't stop, and it's just going to bowl us over. But for now, kick, 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 right? Silver linings, David. Today's the happy show. The, the silver lining of all of this is that to the strategic operator, okay, to the person that's paying attention to what's going on, if you have some discernment about the industries that are likely to survive and thrive versus the industries that are likely to fail, you can position where you think the survival is likely. And what will thrive in the new economy after this? Not new economy the way I, you know, in fact, I gotta, I gotta cover this one. This last thing, you know, this new economy word, man, does this get abused? Because you know what it means? What does it mean? It well, we'll cover it after our last break, and I'll, I'll, you know, this new economy that it's abused. We're gonna straighten that out, but we gotta take our last break. This is David Littlejohn and Katie Shaw, and you got True Wealth on News Radio twelve forty KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show that has a podcast at littlejohnfs.com. It'll be there tomorrow. I can't 
every week. It goes by so fast. I feel like we need like a two-hour show. Yes, or just more shows. That would be fun. Oh, no, we don't have time for that, though. Well, we will soon. Mm. I know, we're going to change the game. But I don't we, have a beard, but I no, kind of just want to like stroke I know, my chin no a little bit. No special announcements yet. <laughs> uh, so, new, the, new, economy. The new economy. Here's the thing. You get this like new economy, new normal, new this, new that. Blech. Okay? Right? Blech. Blech. Because it's just a bunch of media speak trying to get everybody to pay attention. The new economy, what I'm talking about it is not, oh, well, we have financial numbers that no longer matter. Like companies don't have to make money. That was 1999, by the way. Oh, this dot com doesn't make any money. It can go to infinity. It's, you know, who cares if it makes money? The stock is valued at a billion jillion. It's like, nope, they yeah. failed. No. And people are saying that about technology companies right now. We're looking at forward earnings multiple or, the, you know, P.E. ratios for Amazon. It's like 105 or 108 or something outlandish. What? Yes, it's crazy high. And then you look at Apple is like 24. And I'm like, wait, really? a, wait a second here. How does Come Amazon on. have four times the P.E. ratio of Apple? And you know, if you're going to convince me that well, Amazon's going to grow to be, you know, three times the size it is now. One of my favorite so, expressions that you say is like, "Trees grow to the sky, but they can't just grow like no, forever." Trees grow toward the sky; they don't grow to the sky, right? They don't. I mean, they stop somewhere under their own weight. And so, how does a company that's already the third largest company in the United States, maybe the world? How does that company double in size? Oh my! And, not and what does run that in, look like? Oh, and not run into things like antitrust legislation and other issues. Right. How, like at some point, that, somebody's going to stop them. So, so enough of the new economy nonsense. Okay. At some point, there'll be a reality check for investors who will say the future value of my dollar is better placed elsewhere. I don't know when that day is, and I'm, again, I can't give you the advice on that, but I can tell you, pay attention because these things get out of balance because of momentum. And because people stop looking at the numbers and the profits and just say, well, you got to buy Amazon because they're, they're, the, they're the game in town right now. Go buy Amazon, Walmart, and Costco because they're the players that are open. Okay, that lasts for a season. But I'll just tell you, humans crave other humans. Isn't that like jumping on the momentum ship like we were just That's talking totally about? Like, oh, they already have momentum. Yeah. Let's just jump on that one. So, so I want to redefine new economy. I'm going to call the new economy what our economy looks like after – the a pandemic. After the pandemic is sort of shaken off. And I'm not going to say it's because there's a vaccine or some nonsense like that. I'm just going to say at some point we will reopen out of a combination of necessity and uh, rebellion because well, people aren't willing to stay home. They'll just take their chances. And for me, like the re the reason I like the word new economy is because it's um, – you know, everybody keeps going, oh, we're, we're going back. And I'm like, there is no going backwards. Like, you can't go back. It's not going to be the same. You still well, have to move forward. So it's like some of the stuff will look the same and some, some of it will look different. But there's been a lot of changes happening behind the scenes for a lot of different industries. The education industry. Yeah, there's education. Changes. It's well, not going to be the same. You're not going back. You can't go backwards. You have to move forward. But new economy makes it sound like everything's getting wiped out and we're starting fresh. And that's not true either. Yeah. So our, it's somewhere in between. Uh, you know, our own government tax receipts are going to be decimated. It's going to change the way that functions. It's going to change. The oh, way, there's legislation uh, I, that hasn't even been written yet this year for all the craziness that's happened. Yes. Like, let's be honest about that. There was legislation passing for RMDs in December 20th of last year. Like, hello, let's wait till the last week of Christmas when no or December. Well, nobody's it got, paying it got attention. changed again. 
Yeah. Got changed again. So again. So so essentially the rules are being rewritten on the fly, but we don't. So we don't quite know what it looks like. But we're right. taking some educated guesses. We know that the entertainment industry and the travel industry and the restaurant industry are going to look different. They're bruised and, right now. Well, they're bruised and battered, and some are not going to make it. Uh, you know, you know, buffets may not survive. Oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. That's right? true. I mean, they may just be gone because you're like, well, you know, you can't have uh, an environment where everybody goes and accesses and you're touching the same serving handles and uh, you know germ 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 it's you know we'll all die Uh, then that model's going to go away now it doesn't mean that they can't be like a cafeteria where everybody serves you and you move down so i mean things could change but it's going to a force adaptation true and that adaptation if one is correct about their vision for what it will look like has an opportunity as an investor to get in front of new trends. Ah, there you go. So that's what I've been challenging on this show every now and then is what's your strategy for the new economy, the reopened economy that looks different with different rules? You know, what what companies that you can invest in are well positioned in that reopened environment? Or have, yeah, have modified themselves enough to be new-ish again yeah so what will they be i don't know yeah and that's awesome that's kind of fun to think about though that's the idea right like what are they gonna be when they grow up but when i say what's the opportunity you're looking at it okay if you're looking for glasses half full then start to envision what the next phase looks like and where the opportunities will emerge you're thinking more like an entrepreneur but that's what an opportunistic investor will do is if the tide is changing and the, the direction of the wind is changing, where is it changing to? Seek that. Interesting. Okay. All right. So anyway, there you go. We had lots of metaphors today. So it's advice, but not financial advice. <laughs> and, and if it's financial advice, it's, well, you know, you're still going to have to go do your homework. That's yeah, the reality. Yeah, open your eyes because we haven't really given you anything. To, it's like n- nailing jello to a tree. Well, we always say we have funny rules in the financial world. Uh, when you're a financial professional and you hold yourself out as an advisor then if i'm going to offer you advice it's going to be for you not, not for, the, for everybody. everybody now i can give generic advice like buy low sell high okay there's we all get it that's a win no matter what spend less than you make we get it that's a win no matter what um whether or not you should get a roth ira or a traditional ira circumstantial. very personal circumstance whether or not you even qualify ha. yeah so also so there are points where you go, well, the advice can carry you so far before it gets personal and then it needs to be optimized. And that's what we can't do on this show, which is why we always share our phone number with everybody and say, look, if you need that personalized customization, find someone you like and trust. And if you don't have that person, they call us 541-375-0898. That's it. So anyway, there be the music. And that means we are out of time. Um, I'll remind you, lots of ways to reach us, social, littlejohnfs.com, send us an email, uh, and we'd love to help Carrier you. Carrier pigeon, whatever. Carrier pigeon smoke signal is iffy when it's cloudy, but you get me. <laughs> All right, that's it for now. Until next time, thank you as always. This has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you've been listening in to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.